This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Still, it's not getting old at all. That's a good thing. No, 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 no. The audience said more cowbell, and we brought them more cowbell, Chad. Man, by the way, what were we doing yesterday? We were we were doing our, our brainstorming session up on the uh, mountains. Yeah, having a nice little session of frolf, otherwise known as disc golf. Mm-hmm. Some people like to call it frisbee golf, but, you know, for us, uh, you know, seasoned veterans, we prefer... Uh, disc golf, and we had a great time. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Thank and, you. And I went and I saw John Wick three afterwards. And I haven't gone to the movies out here in Chattanooga, in downtown Chattanooga. It was a, it was a great time. It was kind of like the bar from Tatooine. There was just a whole cast of characters there. <laughs> there was one guy who came in. He had a trench coat on. He had uh, sunglasses and he had uh, a fedora on. So I was immediately suspicious. <laughs> He didn't end up doing anything weird during the film, though, and it was a great time with uh, some fun characters. And I can't really talk because, uh, I mean, what was I sitting there in? <laughs> yeah, a little, uh, little cowbell for the red tracksuit. Yes, you were looking like a uh, a Tannenbaum. Yeah, how to bring a it from royal on. royal Tannenbaum. So it's a popular. It's like th- that's like church clothes in South Boston and Southie, where I come from. Oh, really? Oh, absolutely. Well, hold on. Let's see. Did our listeners oh. have a great Memorial Day? Hope everyone had a happy and and healthy Memorial Day. Yes, I, I hope so. It was uh, refreshing for me. Glad to be here the day after and still bringing the news. Chad, what happened? Well, we were out of the office and what news has been breaking today? Well, for instance, there was a CO2 leak on a dry bulker that killed eight to 10 people in China. Mm. It, uh, you know, accounts differ, but there were a number of eight to 10 died, uh, further 19 hospitalized. The Fujian shipping company vessel, Zha Jing, was undergoing repair. About 3 p.m. local time this past Saturday, it, it appeared that during the repair, uh, the a carbon dioxide injection system for the uh, shipborne fire protection some, somehow was activated and, uh, you know, it's it, uh, it basically makes people, you know, it's odorless and invisible. And it's, you know, notorious for causing fatalities among workers carrying their duties out in enclosed spaces. Yeah. I mean, CO2 is a scary thing, not just on a steamship line or on a cargo ship, but also in people's homes. Get your CO2 detectors checked, people. It's, it's super important. It's a silent killer. Here is some good news. Uh, longshore workers are back away from full strike at Vancouver terminals. It'll keep the freight moving. Longshore workers in Vancouver began a limited job action at two terminals, stopping short of a full-blown strike that would have seriously impacted operations at Canada's business port, Chad. The International Longshore and Warehouse Union, that is the ILWU, Canada announced late on May 26th that its members would take measures such as refusing to work overtime at Delta Port, and van term beginning on May 27th. The union had previously issued a strike notice to the facility's owner, Global Container Terminals, but here is what the ILWU Canada president, Rob Ashton, said in a statement. Contrary to comments made by employees to the media, all terminals will remain open for business, and ILWU Canada and its locals will not put up picket lines at this time. Our goal is to keep the ports open with minimal disruption to trade. A strike at the two terminals could have rippled across supply chains in Canada, 
They account for 1.8 million TEUs out of uh, Vancouver's capacity. That's uh, more than half of what the port handled in 2018. Yeah, details were uh, scarce on exactly why the decision to not strike was made, but at least we won't be experiencing the ripple effects in the supply chain from that strike. Hopefully things will be worked out between the two parties. Uh, Ships for shares trend continues as Starbulk takes another fleet. Starbulk is a serial acquirer of secondhand tonnage, if you didn't know. And they have uh, announced the purchase of the dry bulk fleet of Delphin shipping with uh, payment to be made in both stock and cash. Delphin, which is backed by private equity firm Kelso and Company, will sell Starbulk's it's uh, sell Starbulk. It's 11 Chinese built dry bulk vessels for a total consideration of about 140 million. Ten of the vessels in the Supramax category were constructed in 2012 and each have a carrying capacity of, you know, 56.5 DWT, which is dead weight tons. One vessel, a little bit more than that at, at 63. So it's the latest of a string of multi-ship purchases by Starbulk since early 2018. And, uh, you know, they keep growing. Here's some freight tech news. Freight matching startup targets same day delivery. Aaron Peck and his team have specific criteria in mind as they debated new names for their local freight matching service. This is what Peck had to say. He's formerly of Skirt. They were a rental car delivery app. They sold to Fair, and that was an auto financing company in 2018. He says, we wanted something that had strength in it, where there is nothing more powerful for you to put your freight. The winning choice was Mothership, which refers to a massive vehicle that dispatches smaller vehicles out of it. It's polarizing in a way. Love it or hate it, but you will not forget it. This is founded in 2017. Los Angeles-based Mothership, formerly known as Bolt, uses historical driver data and matches learning to intelligent dispatch trucks carrying first and last mile business-to-business palletized freight. This is really interesting. It reminds me of, like, Knight Rider, where there there was, like, trucks in the... There was, you know, Kit was in the back of a semi-truck. Have you seen this thing, Mothership, where it dispatches other vehicles? What does this even look like? No, I have not, but it sounds like some, uh, you know intelligent uh you know intelligent matching predictive analytics um and yes i have seen night rider well it looks like it it also uses these freight pools which adds new shipments that matches the driver's routes the drivers are continuously picking up and dropping off loads so i guess that's what the mothership does it i guess it meets where the density of drivers are sounds interesting we'll keep an eye on that one Fiat Chrysler proposes merger with Renault to form the third largest auto manufacturer. Italian-American automaker Fiat Chrysler Automobiles has released a non-binding letter to French auto manufacturer Renault proposing a merger of their businesses with shareholders of both the companies owning 50% each of the combined business. If this deal goes through, the resulting company would be the third largest global original equipment manufacturer of automobiles and light-duty trucks with 8.7 vehicle sales annually and a strong market presence across key geographic regions across the world. The discussion has been going on for at least the last few weeks, as uncovered by CNBC this weekend, and as of now, Dooner, the idea of a merger seems to have been positively received to both companies. Mm. During the recent earnings call, Mike Manley, the CEO of Fiat Chrysler, Mike Manley. Yeah, hinted at a potential merger possibility with another OEM, saying that the company is going into an environment where there are going to be opportunities. Mm. Uh, such a partnership between the two major automakers would turn out to be beneficial for both because it will increase their resources to develop futuristic auto technology, be it EVs or autonomous driving vehicles, AVs. Such efforts will need to be all hands hands on deck, you know, and for these companies to catch up to the market leaders in the cutting edge EV and AV space, merging their futuristic technology programs would be a prudent move. Wow. You know, the world is getting smaller and smaller in every space we see. Consolidation is really, it's really picking everything up. I always kind of equate it to one of my favorite Sylvester Stallone films. No, not Rocky. No, not Over the Top. No, not Cliffhanger. Rambo. Oh, Oh, Rambo. Yeah, Rambo is definitely up there. Maybe not Rambo 3. Maybe not not the the Rambo that came out in 2008. But um, 
Demolition Man, where every restaurant becomes Taco Bell. All this consolidation, everybody just, <laughs> at the end of the day, there's just Taco Bells. Wow. We are missing out. Thanks for enculturating us. Yeah. What, what is your Stallone knowledge currently at? They're actually making another Rambo. Did and you it, hear that? And yours is at 10. Well, um, I haven't seen Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, so I might get a point I think I'm that. low. Low. I'd give myself a 1.5. A 1. Have you seen Cobra? Yeah. Negative. Wow, they're making that into a TV series. See? Which is kind of weird because that movie came out in like 84. So, out of nowhere. Sort of like how like Netflix came out with Backdraft 2, out of nowhere. <laughs> I didn't even know who was waiting for Backdraft They, they should have stopped at 1 with <laughs> Backdraft. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone I respect very much said that at, at some point on a, maybe a Slack channel. Yeah, well, <laughs> he, he would have been right. Come and knock on my door. It's not the Jeffersons. It's Jonathan Smith. Jonathan Smith, step into the studio. Jonathan, great to have you here. Uh, no relation to Ellis Smith. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, hey, man, uh, so what you got cooking there in your hand, good looking? And what do you think of the Octagon Afraid? Look at what we got over here. Look, well, One question at a time. A do you like the way we look? Yeah. Um, I like it so far. I think so far. It needs some work. Yeah, yeah, some bare space. Speaking to the microphone, yeah, can you, please. Can you, Sit down for a second, sir. We know you got a lot going on. Keep us company. Speaking well, of what you got going on, what do you got in your hand besides your iPhone? Yeah. Well, I have a Mevo, which means mm. that we're going to start using this to record video of what the truck. Oh. Yeah. Oh, what kind of video would that be? Um, like, are you trying to say that what the truck might be going live and could be on a YouTube channel near you? Are you trying to say that we don't just have voices for podcasting? Are you saying that we have to put pants on? <laughs> What you do with pants or without pants is up to you. All right. Okay. Well, there's still freedom here. Mm. Well, what this is, is exciting. So we have a little, little cowboy for going live yes. on, on the air. Uh-oh. There's someone much prettier than you here at the door right now. Okay. Yeah, I think that so, means it's my time to go. Yeah. Thanks for well, now sharing the, the announcement. Now, Jonathan, thank you so much for bringing that in here. We'll catch up with you on how to uh, put this all together. Little cowboy for going live on Cowboy for Jonathan. All right. See ya. Hey, Emily. Hello. Right before you walked in the studio, Chad was telling me that it may in fact be or was just your birthday. It was yesterday. Yesterday. Wow. Turning the big 3-0 a whole Ooh. new decade. Yeah, a whole new decade, a whole new world. Getting that you gonna much closer. You going to burst out in song? Uh, like, happy birthday? It's not. It's no, not. I thought oh, you were going to sing a whole new now. world. Oh, like from The Lion King. Mm, that might be um, a bit more difficult. I already, I already had to sing our market expert trivia theme song, so my throat is a little. <laughs> you know, I just read on Daniel Pink's book. Yes. Uh, he just has a new book out called When. When? And it's about how timing is everything. It's all about, we oh. talk about where, what, why a lot, but yeah. we don't talk a lot about when. When. And he says that in one of his, one of the chapters about like people like as they, so at the, it, apparently, Humans at the end of a decade, like whether you know, 1929, 39, 49, pre turning, before they turn the whole new decade, they tend to do a lot more. They tend to try to accomplish a lot more because, in their own minds, a chapter is coming to a conclusion. So, my question, Emily, is did you do anything at the age of 29 anticipating, oh boy, this is the end of my decade, right before the big 3 0? Yeah, I I think that is so true. I never looked at it like that, but I'm going to have to read that book. For me, I was working in TV news, and I loved it. I loved telling people's stories. I I really liked it. But if anyone's kind of following just news in general, there's just a weird—it's a weird time to be in TV news. And also, you guys are on the radio right now, and podcasting, radio, everything. It's just—we're digital. We're plugged into our phones. No one's sitting down anymore and just watching TV news. So at that point, I'm like, you know what? Before I turn 30, I really need to make a career move. Because Mm. if I don't do it now, and say five years from now, I don't know if I'll have a family, I'll be a mom, something like that. You can't just be like, you know what? I'm going to find a new career. So I thought now was the perfect time. So yeah, I was reaching this milestone of 30 and. I don't know if TV news will be around. Local TV news will be around in about five, ten years. Or Whoa. On a, well, I think it will. Laying down the gauntlet. Yeah. Well, I think it will. Just not I, in the same form, right? I don't think in the same form, and I don't 
mark my word, maybe in 10 years, I don't think there'd be, say, an ABC and NBC and a CBS in every single Sinclair town. Sinclair will own it yeah. all. Like, how <laughs> your channel owns yes. all the radios. No, I yes, mean, it's true. No. Sinclair owns, like, a ton yeah, of stations. They even bought up my, they bought up my favorite station in Boston. And then they've, and then they fired a bunch of like the, yeah. the newscasters that I like. They're like the morning people that I like to watch. Yes. And that was the death knell for me. Yeah. And that was about five years ago. And then I never looked. And then I had little kids too. And then the news, it just got too too weird and too aggressive with all the politics and stuff. But yes. I, you know, Chad, I did the same thing when I turned 40. I, okay. I came here right after my yeah. 40th birthday, accepted the job huh. before I turned 40. Wow. Look at yeah. that. Yeah. So, so that real that book is true. Yeah. Well, isn't that interesting? Well, you, well, welcome aboard, and, yeah, thank and, and, you. and good to have you here creating new digital content. One mm-hmm. of the things that Dooner, as you came on, you were telling, you were reminding me and telling me about, like, like just how when we do our own podcast, there's a lot of creativity involved. You, you, if this is a curiosity show. We yeah. are just having conversations. Uh, you, you can have fun with it and do the things you want with it. You're making some cool bumpers. We're coming up with new segments. And uh, there's all kinds of new talent constantly coming on the show. It's We're having a blast. And listeners, as you can tell right now, you don't have to tune in when we tell you to. You tune in whenever you want. Isn't and that, that beautiful? Man, yeah. I was going to say, and that's a, it's a that, beautiful that, thing. Is that a big deal or a little deal? <laughs> Hit the music. Play the bumper. It's Emily, this is going to be your first time deal. hosting. Yes, I'm excited. Big deal. Little deal. Okay, is this a big deal or a little deal? Alibaba eyeing a second 20 billion, not million, billion dollar listing on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. Well, Alibaba is gigantic, so that's the very big part of it. So I'm going to say Alibaba big, 20 billion with a B, that's big. And the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, well... Not as big, maybe, as some others, but I'm going to have to say big deal. Alibaba taking over the world. No, it's a little deal, and here's why you're wrong. They're still not Amazon. I had the misfortune of buying their stock two weeks ago before this trade stuff came out. I've lost some money on it, more than I lost on Uber, so I have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder for Alibaba right now. Go, Amazon. Well, actually, go I mean, go Alibaba so my stock can get up just enough to where I bought it so I can sell it. Uh, okay. It, yeah. Oh, what happened with Uber, if I may ask? Well, no, I mean, the IPO, the IPO came out. At, I got it at like 42. Oh, yeah. it went, it's, been, okay. it's been like That's 41 forever, yeah. you know, in a day now. Oh, yeah. I, I thought yeah. there was something I was missing. Submarines, they got that now. <laughs> there we Scuba, go. it's called. Well, Ocean Carriers, CMA, CGM, and MSC join Trade Lens, Maersk, and IBM's joint blockchain initiative. Oh, yeah. Big deal or little deal? This is an absolutely huge deal. I come from this maritime world, and I know how clandestine that these shippers can be with information and data. It was a huge issue, and IBM and Maersk teamed up to come up with their initiative. The biggest problem in blockchain really has been standards and people adopting it and feeling comfortable sharing information. So the fact that three of the largest carriers are coming together, and there's only like nine carriers, it's an absolutely Huge, phenomenal deal. Chad, try to even stop I that. am going to say it's not as big of a deal as you think it is. It's Aww. a little bit of a deal. They uh, they have a long way to go. We don't know how transparent these supply chains really are with these blockchains. They're kind of side chains. They're kind of they're kind of <laughs> side, private it's blockchain. My side chain. <laughs> That's right. That we'll see. But right now I'm going to say little mama. deal. All right. Okay, I've, one of you thinks it's little and one of you thinks it's big. We'll yeah. see, okay. <laughs> we only have two choices. Yeah, okay, that's true. We're both right. Or yeah. do you ever go in between? Do you say kind of big, kind You of can't, little? that's play. Yeah, no, you get you kicked can, out of the- There are get, no outs here. You get kicked out of the audio octagon for that. That's, okay, that I, I won't right. try to add something yeah. new. Okay, phishing scams, which I hate. They're targeting cargo ship owners. I'm going to say big deal. Data breaches are happening all, all the time. It's not so much a matter of- of if you're going to be broken through, but but when. So um, this is becoming persistent and can really shut down the operations of a business uh, on a massive scale. Uh, so I'm going to say, yeah, b- big deal. You know, it's a little deal. What they have to have happen is that these, these cargo ship owners just have to send out an email to their group 
and let them know that these phishing scams with a PH, like the band Fish, are coming <laughs> are coming after. And they're usually stupid. Like I had one that came to me, and the guy wanted me to go buy gift cards and send them out to him. So I just like to mess with those guys and like you know send them fake pictures of gift cards and, and let them run around in circles. So no, just be smart about your cybersecurity. Yeah, NBD, oh, easy no big peasy. Deal. Yeah. Oh, hey, oh, I yeah. always check the grammar. That's the big thing. Whoa, that's the big Ooh. thing that gets me is grammar. Next one. Contact freight all moving to the spot market as shippers ignore freight commitments. That is, that's a big deal. You know why? Because we just saw the capacity crisis last year. And this is an industry that's sort of, it's built on bad relationships. Everyone says, oh, it's an industry about relationships. But whenever the market is good for the truckers like last year, they end up not, you know, the tender rejects go all the way up, which is basically them not honoring contracts. And then when the market's good for the shippers, they do the same exact thing. So it would be nice to have partnerships just be a little bit more based in trust. Little deal. The pendulum keeps swinging <laughs> back and forth. The market makes adjustments. Who is charging the least and where? True, if the commitment's not really a commitment, then why call it a contract? You know, that that's a little odd. But uh, I'm going to say little deal for now. We'll see if it sticks, then it's a bigger deal. Mm. Okay. CSX increases train speeds in Alabama. <laughs> well, I'm going to say little deal. What is it? A, from an average of 18 miles an hour to 19. Uh, hey, you know, and they've got to still maintain their precision timing of everything. And, you know, just uh, so I, I, I don't know, like maybe I don't know. How much more can they squeeze from this turnip? I don't know. I heard Lisa McGinty's horses can run faster than an Alabama train. So I think that this is a big deal. At least it's getting up to a past equine speed, at least. Yeah, Lisa's horses were for, like thoroughbreds. They yeah. were some well, back in see. the day. John Wick rides yeah. one too, and John Wick yeah. three. And apparently, uh, Lisa's husband—they they only eat things that he's killed and no. they've made from scratch. Yeah, I mean they're they're intense up there, and they run an Airbnb. Yeah. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now we're starting rumors, but along the lines of food, this is interesting. Yeah. Trucker fine for smuggling cheese into Canada. Oh, you oh. get this one first. Well, you know, he's going to put some Swiss cheese in his budgets, you know. Uh, he couldn't leave well enough provolone, and he didn't declare his cheese, you know. So something stinks here, and it's not declaring your goods. Because what happens is it's not just cheese. It can be wood with parasites in it, or on ships it can be like hazmat cargo, and it can set ships on fire. So, well, yeah, that, big that, deal. Oh, big deal. Yeah, okay. Big deal. <laughs> um, that's where you're wrong. Tuner, this is a little deal. Hey, that was fun wordplay you just had there. Mm. I mean, that was my big deal of this whole segment. Mm. But, uh, you know, but no, little There's deal. There's no monster in your closet? <laughs> 8,000 pounds of cheese. Wow, that yeah. sounds a lot, like a lot. That is but a drop in the milk bucket, and that wow. is not very much. And, you know, I just feel bad for the guy who's got to be paying that fine off for the next several uh, years uh, but you know, little deal. What was he gonna do with the cheese, though? Sell it? Cut it? She whiz. I don't know. How many wheels like, of no. cheese is nine thousand pounds? Um, I That's think a lot. Three. Three. Three wheels of cheese. Three thousand. Three thousand wheels. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's well, getting a little hot in here. It is, isn't it? Little, little steamy. The, little yeah. Too hot yeah. for cheese. You know why? Because it's ninety-five degrees <laughs> in Chattanooga Ooh. before June. Good segue. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Uh. Big deal or little deal? Uh, I'm going to say big deal. Mm. And, and and I like it hot. I yeah. like it yeah. hot. Little uh, bring it on. We had, uh, you know, like it was raining every weekend for the, like three consecutive months. I couldn't get out there and mountain bike. Now the trails are drying out a little bit. So, um, you know, you can get out there on the river and live the dream uh, in the Noog. Uh, it might be a little, little warm, but mm. hey, I can handle that. Yeah, so you said it was a big deal? Yeah. I'm going to say it's a little deal because I have no climate perspective here. I just moved here like a month ago, so I have no idea. I mean, I come from the Northeast. There, the weather was terrible. And, like, looking back at my family being there, it was still terrible. It was, like, 42 degrees up until, like, a week ago. So, no, no big deal. People, like, warned me of the humidity. But, like, the climate here is no different than it is in Boston in August. It just so happens from May, apparently, until... What, like September? What are we in for, October? Oh, it's different. When does it start being it's here? And, and it's May. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Oh, yeah, but it can't get much hotter, can it? just getting started. Right. That's okay. right. Yes, you, haven't, you don't even know humidity yet. 
I'm not changing my answer. Ooh, this octagon will get a little more steamy yeah. then as we go. And yeah. speaking of that, too, what the truck just got this beautiful new mm-hmm. octagon. Yeah, th- I mean, this is... Bigger little deal. You know, it's a little deal because it's just a start. Oh. It's just a start. It's just a start. I see bigger and better things. I see stages in pilot parking lots and live shows. And I see one day being outside the box and thinking outside the box. But for right now, this thing is freaking Amazing. Are you kidding? This is a huge deal. We have our own studio space. It is the truth booth, the audio octagon. It is all happening in here. And this is our very first time to be podcasting from here. Proud to be doing it with you, even though you think it's such a little no, no, deal. I'm not, you know, I, and it's great to have you on here, Emily, listen, hosting your very first segment of Big true. Deal, Little Deal as well. Thank you so That's much, That's a Emily. very big deal. Yeah. No Lots problem. of big deals happening. Thank you for stepping in our dojo or steam box or whatever you want to call <laughs> it. I'm going to get you guys a fan as a housewarming gift. One of these Oh, days. thanks. Yeah. No problem. Supposedly that thing sucks out air like a heat pump. And we have one more. Oh, we do? Yes. Oh. Big news for people here in Chattanooga. Might have to explain a little for our viewers outside, but Riverbend 2019. What's that? Big or little deal? Oh, it is uh, not that big of a deal. <laughs> You're you bumping know, us up. They're, they're, you know, like, okay, they've been doing this for a long time. And, you know, they had a good 2007 Riverbend. Yeah. A good 2012. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, here's the one thing that's maybe a little, they've cut it in half. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? So it is if you have ADD. Yeah, it's no longer nine days. That's it's too many days. four and a half. Now, this is a huge deal. This is an absolutely huge deal because there's a band playing there on Friday night called Old Crow Medicine Show. Their song Wagon Meal is one of the first songs I ever danced with with my wife. Aww. So I am very excited to have them come out here to Chattanooga. So even though you are an insensitive man, I still enjoyed playing with you. And thank you for hosting the game. I hope your wife hears that. That was yes. beautiful. You are, uh, actually, maybe you kind of have a little Southern in you. Yeah. We'll see. Woo! Shoot the, right. <laughs> the guns over the weekend. Shoot the guns over there. Yes, right? <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. Guys. Nice. Well, you know what? Time to play a game. I know you. You are like Jigsaw from uh, from the Saw movies. <laughs> Would you like to play a game? I love you games. You love games. You are. You're like the game maker. And maybe this comes back to your background. You are the doctor, not just of literature, but the doctor of style. Oh, why? The doctor of choose your own adventures. And yeah. in this one, people are going to have to <laughs> choose their own choose their own answers to become the winner at Market Expert Trivia. This is a game that actually a lot of the people in our staff, right? They play it they play it themselves. They play it of their own volition on our Slack channel. These guys have such a great time. They were like, "You know what? Market ex- Market Expert Trivia?" Yeah. They play it in their own time. Wow, these guys really are nerds. Well, no, but we mean that yeah. in the best way. Hmm. It's cool to be a nerd now. Well, let's find out how much they know. Yeah. They're going to come in the studio. We got Kyle and we got Reed. And uh, well, maybe not Dean today. Dean is sort of like the, um, maybe the Oz or the, uh, the jigsaw of our game. Well, don't put too much pressure on him. Market expert trivia. Market expert trivia. Market expert trivia. Excellent. Now we have another game. What is this one called? Here come our market experts to play market expert trivia. This is market expert trivia. Do you have the questions up as well? Yes. All right, I'll deliver number one to them. Gentlemen, introduce yourselves real quick. Our contestants today on market expert trivia are... Reed Clements. Mm-hmm. Reed, what do you do here? I'm the Sonar sales manager here. Oh, wow. Moving on up. Moving on up. No pressure <laughs> in answering our trivia questions. All right, well, you should know some of these. And our next guest. That's Mr. Kyle Cunningham. What do you do, Kyle? I make sure people know how to use sonar. All right. Well, also, and he's a pretty good, pretty good aim done, with, right? a, uh, with a weapon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> why don't you lead us off, Dooner? Yes, sir. So, here we go. Question number one. What type of trailer am I? And if you were to steal me, what type of freight would you find inside? My commodity type is mostly hauled on rails, so my sonar ticker would be what? Kyle's in first. I'm going to take a guess for the Conestoga. Ooh, you are right. But you have to answer the other parts of this question. So what would it be hauling? I'm going to go ahead and say coal. Mm, would you like to get a point? I, I, was, I was also thinking coal. Um, well. So I do not want a point then. It doesn't sound like okay, you're not gonna just, even just going to guess something else. <laughs> he was, he just lemons. Dab- lemons. Well, yeah, you didn't make lemonade out of that one. You're wrong. 
Do you know? Okay, so Good this, you're not going to be able to guess then. Yeah, they might not be able to guess if they didn't know this. So you got the Conestoga part right. So he's got one point. Can you, can you bing, mark bing, it down bing. for one point, sir? Bing, 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 bing. They would be moving scrap metal, and the sonar ticker would be R-T-O-I-S dot class I and R-T-O-I-S dot class two. Or class one? And that class was two. a tough one. Yeah. We're started. That was a very tough one to it, your You know credit. what? Half a point to Kyle. Half Baby a point. out of the bathwater. All right, number There's two. Are you guys ready? Well, ready or not, here we go. This device is applied to trucks headed out to sandy regions. TPMS, the tire pressure monitoring system. Oh, wow. Oh, no. How did he know that? Reed gets Reed. one right there. One to a half. One to a half, yeah. Uh, yeah, and also you can find it under orders. Dot CL8. Yeah, for you in front of your sonar screen right now. Okay, how about this one? This is one that you have to know a little bit about the buying habits of owner-operators. So this truck is the most popular selling semi in America. And even better if you know how many sell annually. I'm going to go with Freightliner Cascadia. Yes! yes! One more point. And I'm going to go round... 14 million units a year. Ooh, a little high, a little high, a little high. That'd be a lot, though. That'd be a lot of trucks. They'd be very happy. Um, French, I'm going to go much lower with um, closer to 1 million units per year. Ooh, you were both way too high. You're going to get a half a point. It was 190,000 trucks sold annually. annually. And that is 40% market share. So not as many trucks as you guys were thinking are sold, but I like the optimism. Actually, got about 200,000 miles in a plastic box Cascadia. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That does not earn you extra credit, though. No, I'm it, sorry. It doesn't, it doesn't, but it doesn't mean that you know how to pick a popular truck. <laughs> well, yes. Okay, number four. We've got a tight one here with mm. Kyle Cunningham leading one and a half to one over Reed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, category. Freight classifications, right? Freight less dense than one pound per cubic foot is classified as... It's a number you're looking for. What freight class is it? Freight less dense than one pound per cubic foot is classified as... Uh, I'm going to go with 500 here. Oh! Hey! Yeah! Freight class 500. Uh, we're going to go to ocean shipping right now. We're, we're increasing our maritime coverage. Every single broker listening will go crazy if you can't answer this question. So we hope you get it right. In ocean shipping... In ocean shipping, imports into the United States consist of these two four-digit forms. What are they? All right, we got Reed dialing in first. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, 7501 for one of them. I have no idea what the other one could be. Well, right. that is correct. Mm, well, that's half correct. So 751 is a customs entry. Oh, Kyle looks like he's going crazy over here. I'm going to come in strong with a 3461. Ooh, did oh, you, yeah. Did you know it was That's a 7501, too? He just beat you to the buzzer. I think we're just both so engulfed in I freight. think that was the tiebreaker, though, mm. because he already had a half-step lead. Yeah. So, Kyle, that is your you won form. two Ooh. and a half to two. Oh, wow. The first winner of Market Expert Trivia is Kyle what do we Ohio have? Cunningham. I don't think you have anything to do with Ohio, do you? I was born in Columbus, Georgia, Yeah, and there's a Columbus, Columbus Ohio. Ohio. All right. That's as close as he gets, That's that though. six degrees of Kevin Bacon for freight you were talking about. Right. Hey, nice. Hey, nice, guys. Thanks for yeah, playing. Yeah, thank you for playing. Thank you guys. We'll be, uh, we're going to get a title belt, you know, so eventually you guys can defend that thing. <laughs> All right. If you All see right. Phil out there, send him our way. Phil Moody. Moody on the move. Moody. Phil it's Moody. Moody on the move. Moody on the move. Phil Moody, great to have you in house. Moody, welcome. Hey, hey Bill. Guys. How are you doing? Great to be back. Great to have you. Well, this is a whole fun new segment that we're doing. We have so many things going on that yeah. you're in charge of. You know, T tell us one of the fun things might be that you a have going on. Strong word there. Well, I was going to say, uh, there's I'm so much. We have a lot of people here who are yeah. putting in a lot of work. There's so much. Yeah, exactly. There's so much stuff on FreightWaves.com right now. Go and visit the site. And click on events, but so many things are coming out on all our different channels. We have the YouTube channel. We have this podcast. We have FreightWaves.com. We have new podcasts coming out. We have newsletters. All of it can be a little bit of information overload. So Phil is here with Moody on the Move to tell us about all the events that are going on internally here within the industry and cool things that you can all check out. 
Absolutely. So we got a big summer planned. All right. Uh, we're actually getting out to San Francisco right in about a Ooh, month. San, San Francisco. The Bay Area. San Life Fran. by the Bay. That's like the, uh, these are like the trolley carts out there. You know, they had the little kind bells of. on Yes. Very yeah, a lot of bills be, over there. We're not going to be sitting on the dock of the Bay, though. Oh. We're going to be with our partners at Pro Lodges. Mm. Uh, they're inviting us well, out to Freight Waves okay. on the road. They think they know clam chatter there, though. You know, kind of as someone from New England, I think Sa- a little umbrage with that. There is sourdough bread there like none other than yeah. you will taste. I'll anywhere. give them that. I'll give them the sourdough bread. Yeah. Well, that's generous of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're going to be with Pro Lodges doing a Sonars and Futures training afternoon. I want to go. Yeah. Come on. I hope to see you out there. All right. I'm still hoping I get tagged in to go on that trip, too. I've never been to San Francisco. You haven't. Have you had rice aroni? I have had rice aroni. Nice. So you're halfway there. The highlight of 2016. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the San Francisco treat. I grew up there. It was nice. You till grew up we in had... San Francisco? Yeah. I had to. We had to move when I was 11 oh. to Richmond. Virginia? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Moving on up. Clear across the country. Yeah, we lived in a uh, 1,559 square foot home that I remember my dad sold for 149, my parents sold for $149,500. Yeah. What's it worth now? It, on, Zillow, on Zillow, about $1.3 million. Yeah. 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 In internet dollars. <laughs> and, oh. and that was in Marin County. Yeah. So, Never yeah. look back. Always look forward. Right. Is yeah. that where the and Brady Bunch lived? Hold on to that real estate, though, if you at all can. Well, the taxes yeah. would be a lot. The Brady Bunch—they were right next door. It was really crazy. Yeah, I got to—I got to know him. Got to meet Florence Henderson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you know that 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 the UFO was fake? I or believe, were you tricked, man. You I believe. believe. I still yeah. believe. I do. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, what do y'all think is more real, ghosts or UFOs? Oh, this UFOs, is a tough sure. one. I it's mean, ghosts is easy to debunk because you could call it supernatural, yeah. while UFOs, you could say the chances of life somewhere out in the infinite universe, yeah. or at least the ever-expanding universe, you know, probably higher. Although, I'm going to say, I kind of believe in both. Mm. I'm, I'm right there with you. Right. Yeah? There's definitely UFOs out there. Of course. Whoa! kind of arrogant to think there wouldn't be something right. somewhere right. else in the galaxy. Right. Especially as we keep seeing further, these great, like... 30 megapixel and up photos that are coming out of space are just like, yeah, mind-blowing. When yeah, we're on camera, that face will make a lot more sense. <laughs> Who knows if they're watching us. All right, now. what else is happening? What's on the beat? So we've got... Keep it moving, Moody. Ticket prices going up after this week. Ooh, June 1st. What are they going for... up to? They'll go up. For, so right now, they're nine ninety five with our early bird pricing. Yeah. They'll go up to ten ninety five on June 1st. What are the tickets for? The tickets are for our upcoming event in Chicago. What are we calling it? We should probably start with that. Yeah. What are we calling it? So so for our upcoming event in Chicago Mm -hmm. this November, our ticket prices will be going up on June 1st. We've got some really big news coming out about this event. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's in Chicago. It's November 12th and 13th. I can't tell you what's on the horizon with it, but on Thursday, we're going to have a big piece of news. If you know about transparency, then you know that you're in store for something epic and something Awesome, right? That's right. Right. We All can't wait for your announcement right. we then. Have the coolest demos, the coolest keynotes. And we'll add, we'll put that announcement right here on this show. And the- when you're listening to this, you're, you're only going to have a couple days to to get these early bird tickets. And the second that announcement is made, we're going to sell it out, I bet. Absolutely. So just hurry up. Overnight. Yeah. <laughs> and the coolest podcasters, we might add as well. That will be there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. I mean, uh, if only if you really mean it. I... I <laughs> yeah. Okay. He'll play disc golf with us over the Ooh. weekend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he will. Yeah. I thought you he were saying he will. No, he um, played yes. with us. Yes. I'm quickly realizing that Chad is really good at everything. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Earnings over under last week. Yeah. Disc golf on Monday. Yeah. Sunday. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, I ha- I've played disc golf for 20 years. So. Wow. That was great. Yeah. yeah. Was He's a got a, What do you have? Like a six handicap in disc golf? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> About a, what was that course? Cloud View Canyon? Cloudland Canyon. Cloudland Canyon yeah. in Georgia. A PDGA designed course. And he's got a six handicap in disc golf. I think I had like a 16 handicap and Phil had like a 14 handicap. We were, we, right Phil there. and I were pretty close. I want to play again. Yeah, we will. Let's do we'll it again. We're going to do, I it's, can improve upon that. I want a sub 59. Is the PDGA a real organization? Yes. Where are they Look headquartered? I don't know, but they, they, they help Professional create. Professional Disc Golf Association. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Send us, some send us a what the truck disc. We'll go play with them. Yeah, you know what we should do is f- 
find as many disc golf courses as we can play in different states ah, and rack we're do it like up. a live show from a disc golf course. Ooh. Mm. Truck stops for I think I've played crazy. in about 12 states. Wow. Personally. Wow. Wow. Jeez. We, I didn't even know this guy was so like, was worldwide. You know, he's statewide <laughs> like that. I'm nationwide. He's on the tour. We're like... <laughs> Did you see his disc collection? He has quite the disc. You you ain't seen nothing. He's got an arsenal of discs. Anywho. um, Anything else happening, Phil? No, we got, I mean, we'll have a lot of announcements coming up. It sounds like there's a lot happening, but a lot you're not allowed to say yet. Our partners over at Beta are going to be getting out on the road a lot, coming to your city. Uh, Keep a close eye on the website. We want to come see you rather than make you have to come see us, too. Well, Moody on the Move, there's also yeah. other events, right? Well, I guess right around us, we have Riverbend coming up, right? We do have Riverbend. Will Weezer. you be attending? I'm still on the fence, man. I really want to see Weezer. Never hmm. seen him. Um, What's your favorite Richie? Weezer song? Or Island album? in the Sun. Yeah. They so did Island that? in the Sun, right? I don't know. Sweater? They did that. Africa. Blue album. Africa. Africa. Blue album. Yeah, that, cover. that's a cover. It's a cover. <laughs> it sounds almost exactly like the original. Like I said, Riverbend 2019, little deal. Well, <laughs> Lionel Richie, Oklahoma, Me- Old Crow Medicine Show. Macklemore. Macklemore. Who else? And it's on the river. Yeah, it is on the river. Do you know, set up already. Okay, trivia, a little bit. Lionel Richie has a, he is the grandson, so he has mm-hmm. grandparents that are buried in uh, Ple- Pleasant Grove Cemetery, which was a it's a privately owned black poor black cemetery. Oh, where? and uh, and it is it's on Missionary Ridge. Oh, and, here in Chattanooga. Yeah, oh. and so it's like there there's like some little claims to fame of like there are a couple of the Scottsboro boys were you know left in kind of semi forgotten graves up there, but you know people kind of um, tend the gardens up there so it doesn't just get completely overgrown. That's cool. It's interesting. Well, Good his daughter was his daughter Nicole Ritchie right. was a trailblazer for sort of the way love it or hate it the way modern reality TV when the Simple Life when she did that with Paris Hilton could that was say, one of the first shows of its time. Could you say they were the first influencers on social media? They probably were. You know, there's an interesting documentary about that because they kind of pre they're like a precursor to sort of the modern young Instagram model and influencer. But they still have, they're like regarded as the queen. They're, I forget what the documentary is called on Netflix, but they're very well revered, especially Paris, who has a very uh, large air conditioned home for her dogs that is much bigger than uh, our audio dojo here. <laughs> but maybe not as cool. As you said, it's just a little deal. It's just a little deal. Well, because we're going to grow bigger. So oh, I like, okay. I am never satisfied. I always want to grow. So if I think that this is a big deal, I have no reason to grow because I'm happy in this fish tank where I just need to get bigger. Because Phil uh, doesn't seem to want to leave because he doesn't have uh, any events. Yeah, I'm having a good That was that. a long three minutes. Hey, we're coming to your city. Um, coming to a city near you and Phil Moody oh. on the move. Now, Phil, you want to hang out and read comments, read some comments in comment section rodeo with us? Sure. All right, because you didn't have a ton of events, and you're already down here. <laughs> comment section rodeo. Yeah. Comment section rodeo. Comment section rodeo. All right. Hey, this is this first one we got is from Ruben James Daev. It's from a What the Truck post. And he said, the reason for the driver turnover rate is that big companies that have truck driving schools work to get rid of the trainees in about 15 months. If Warner trains 30 students every two weeks, how many drivers do they need to get rid of? Do the math. You two need to take a lesson from Brian Rose slash London Real and have guests on that add value. By the way, everyone in a truck know exactly what I'm saying. Wow. Wow. That's... Shots fired by James Rubin Dayev. So he's not buying the driver shortage thing. I don't he's I don't know. He's he's saying that we just need to have some better guests on. <laughs> on uh on uh Where's My Freight article, Ooh. Francis. <laughs> Good luck with this one. Says, big boys got the controller, lots of emoticons, wait when Uber and Amazon got the full blast, they got money to clean up, lots of emoticons, you remember what goes up must come down, and lots more emoticons. Wow, that was a lot, I mean, that's a lot of, those are almost like hieroglyphics the way they're laid out there. (laughs) We need like 
Speaking of Instagram models, we need like a like a 19 year old on staff to come in here and translate what all of that even means. I don't know. Are you getting these comments off of Facebook? No, this is no, these, these are comments are right from the, on our right webpage. On the these are comments from the new and improved FreightWaves.com. Well, I'm glad we have some passionate now, fans. Jonathan Richardson, this very morning, writes, That one guy hit it right, these little <laughs> company running cheap 64 CPM junk going to Bronx, Harlem, Jersey City. All that junk is what is messing up things in the <laughs> and companies that popped up in IL with their junk Volvos. Those types need to go and watch how fast freight rates turn around. Whoa. So they're like they're saying pulling Volvos pulling Volvos is what's causing pulling cars. Call car haulers. We gotta ask Jay, does he so he's saying car haulers are driving down the rates? I think he had some steam to blow up, but we Something like that. We read these as they come in. But how did it end up in Chicago? So they're picking them up. Is he saying they picked them up in New Jersey? You're trying to make sense of that? I I am trying to. (laughs) All right, Ziff. Ziff over here. He said, it would be great if it happened, but the sad reality is detention is still mostly at the ship or receiver's discretion. Regardless of what the carrier thinks you're billing for an add-on, most brokers have started adding unfair detention terms to rate confirmations and often not agreeing to those terms means no load. Seems terms as egregious as four hours straight each stop and $25 an hour with the max of $200 detention for a trip on a four-stop load? <laughs> rate sucked on top of that. Sadly ended up doing it. Been being a company driver with no choice, still told dispatch they were morons for taking it. Whoa, Ziff sounding off. Yeah, they they sometimes they have a little, you know, they haven't been able to talk with anybody for a few hours. Whoa. Maybe dealing with some mm-hmm. frustration. Mm-hmm. Well, Phil also, Moody, I think I think that with the whole detention thing, yeah, I mean, that that can come back to bite shippers on the back end. Yeah, that's because, what they say. Well, especially with ELDs, right? You can start looking at that data and you can kind exactly. of see who the bad partners are. And those shippers develop reputations. I know when I used to work for a brokerage, there were certain shippers when we try to send a truck in there. Yeah. Oh, uh, the drivers would laugh at us. Yeah, but the thing, like we were talking earlier in this market, one of the problems is that Right now, because of the capacity issue going the other way, contracts aren't being honored, so shippers are kind of holding the cards, and they're they're going back to some bad behavior. So as we see those tender rejects go way down, we're probably going to see detention time start just going up yep. and up and up. But Check- we have declared the war on detention at Freight Waves. We are yeah. trying to spread the word, shine a light on this industry issue. Amen. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't It doesn't seem like it's right now. It just feels like pendulum swinging back in shipper favor. Now, did you guys ever get detention in school? You know, I did a few times. Yeah. How many times did you say you got detention? I think I got it twice. Twice. Did you ever get suspended? That's a long swath of time. I got, I would say I got about maybe 12 detentions, Mm. most of them probably in high school, and I got a couple of in-school suspensions. Now, at at Catholic school, they called it, the one I went to, this Catholic memorial, they called it JUG, which was Justice Under God. And you would have to go for 45 minutes to 90 minutes, depending on how much trouble you got into. Yeah. For, uh, for, what happened if you got drug. caught smoking on school property? You, well, I never got caught doing something like that. But I, I, did. I what would usually happen <laughs> is uh, I could be like defiant sometimes. So like I got into like a breakfast club situation where I had one of the brothers was like, you're getting detention for that. Do you want another one? I was like, give it to me. And he was like, here's another. I was like, bring it. Here's another. Multiply it by four. You know, so I ended up in detention for like 90 days. <laughs> it was pretty long. 90. Yeah. I got uh. suspended from the track team for two weeks for smoking Whoa. on the uh, smoking in the parking lot mm. with my Letterman's jacket wow. on. That must have oh, really just, helped your performance. That's calling attention to yourself. That's like an anti I know, right? That was, you're like, <laughs> yeah. That's you're like the rebel with a cause. And then, you know, it really wasn't a good move of the athletic director, though, because yeah. then. Then I was out of the habit of 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 running, you know. So it kind of made me just want to smoke more. Didn't they used to have ashtrays in classrooms back then? It's very cyclical. <laughs> they, did. <laughs> they did for a while, didn't they? Oh, maybe no. not in San Francisco. No, this was in Richmond. <laughs> well, I used to do debate, and we would go up to like New Hampshire, and I'd always think it was like so weird because this was the early '90s that there would be like ashtrays in the lunchroom for like the, the like the, the students. Oh, for the no, not <laughs> for the students. No, it was for the students. And this was not the teachers' lounge; it was for the students. That is not right. Uh, that's no. how New Hampshire rolls, man. Moody, live free it is or a, die. It's very li- libertarian. Yeah, type it's of state. live free or die. That's on their. You want to smoke plate. when you're seven? Smoke when you're seven. <laughs> yeah, in class. <laughs> it's all about freedom. 
All right, we're going to let you end on a positive note, right? (laughs) Please. So it's this article from our, we're on the same Where's My Freight, which is by David Roersch. Go to FreightWaves.com to read that one. So we've got Eric Emerson writing just earlier this morning. Wow, this commentary is desperately needed. Finally, a sober, disciplined identification of a profitable, reciprocal, self-sustaining, safe shipper-carrier relationship. I was privileged to run a truckload carrier, and the most important meetings were with our shipper customers that had zero tolerance for their product being on the ground, in the ditch, or in the news. It cost a lot to satisfy demands, but the investment paid off, except for the dreaded soft squeeze at RFP time. We were not commoditized and had contracts with teeth. How the hell can you run a trucking company, stewards of someone else's stuff, and not know the shipper? Yeah. Yeah, that's wow. a pretty good point, right? Good questions. Yeah. Thoughtful commentary like there, not commentary. just sounding off. And, that uh, was the most well-written comment. I think it really was. was. And that was Eric yeah. J. Emerson, and he used his middle initial, too. You could tell he really stood by his words. Folks, you can find this show, this podcast, What the Truck, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere podcasts are heard around the world. You can find my co-host over here, Chad Prevost, on Twitter, at Chad Prevost, myself, at Timothy Dooner. Freightwaves.com is the, uh, what, our home base, right? That's where all these articles and, and, and things are. And what's coming up on the weekend show, Chad? Well, I have no idea. We have to see what kinds of uh, what, what kinds of news develop. But we do have segments, if that's what you're wanting me to sell. Yes. <laughs> yeah, can you say? We have you- On the Radar, the fast-paced forecast, and earnings over under. Plus, all the latest and greatest headlines. Today's Tuesday, right? We're right back from Memorial Day, just trying to get our legs right back yeah, under us. Yeah, I feel like that was a long weekend that I really enjoyed, and I'm just now kind of warming up into the week. <laughs> just getting your toes in the bathtub. Yeah, but it's been great to be here with you. Yeah. And, you know, while we are right here in the Truth Booth, Head and Freight Alley on Market Street in downtown Chattanooga, in another sense, we are also global, man. We have people place. in Kazakhstan to listening to us. Please. We have people in Iberia, in New Borneo, everywhere, and all over the place. So thanks for tuning in to What the Truck! And we will see you in just three business days. That's right, the content keeps on coming. You'll learn a little bit of something on Yeah. Nice, that's loud. <laughs>